eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Friday, October 16th. And uh, so what do we got? We got uh, weekly claims again. And uh, guess what? Not great. In the week ending October 10th, we had another 898,000 Americans claiming unemployment benefits. And that was up by 53,000 from the previous week. So that is not great news. It's staying pretty elevated. The good part of the report is that the number of people who are already receiving benefits, that's dropping and that's going down at a pretty good clip. I'm happy about that. So if you look at that number, it's a just over 10 million down 1.1 million from the previous week. Now, let's go to the the bigger picture because these numbers that I'm talking about are state unemployment benefits. Don't forget, there's all these benefits that have been offered through the CARES Act, through the federal government's uh, emergency provisions during COVID. And the total number of people who are claiming benefits in all programs, and this is a little bit of a lag, so it's the week ending September 26th, 25, just under 25.3 million. I mean, that's just a heck of a lot of people. So there are people suffering out there, gang. And uh, so if you know someone who is suffering, try to do something nice for that person because woof, it is, it is brutal for some of those folks and it's hard to get a job right now. Okay, let's get to your questions. If you have a financial question, something going on for you, send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. That is what Brian did. He says he's a longtime listener. I'm going to be making a higher than usual charitable contribution this year. And I have appreciated securities that I was planning on donating. However, I've been reading about donor advised funds and was wondering what you think about them as compared to just transferring shares of appreciated securities to the charities directly. We're looking to donate about $25,000. Does it make more sense for me to create a donor advised fund and donate from there or just give directly to the organization? The donor advised fund seems to make sense, but there are some fees associated with it and I despise investment fees. But it does seem like I could pre-donate a few years worth of charitable contributions, get enough of a tax break that I could convert part of my IRA to a Roth IRA, essentially tax-free. For example, if I were to donate $100,000 to a donor-advised fund, I could convert 
$100,000 of my IRA to a Roth with essentially no taxes due. We're in the 32% bracket, but a big enough donation would bring us down to 24%. I never heard you discuss them. What are your thoughts? Okay, Brian in Seattle. I love donor advised funds. I think they're great. Um, in fact, I have one myself. And the the magic of these donor advised funds is that you can take highly appreciated securities, you can push it into the donor advised fund, right? And you take the tax deduction in the year that you put the money into the fund. You can dole out your donations over sort of many, many years. So you could potentially, depending on how much money you have and everything else going on in your life, you could start to say, hey, every year I'm going to put a bunch of money in there. I'm, I'm, that's how I'm going to rebalance my portfolio potentially. And this is a great idea. Now, what I'd have to be clear about is you're going to have to run the numbers to make sure that everything, that this all makes sense. So I don't want to say that it's like a, a swap that you could put the money in the donor advised fund and then uh, be able to actually convert to a Roth. You're still going to have to crunch the numbers and make sure that it works. But I love donor advised funds. Fantastic way to control your giving. And also a really good way to say like in a good, like in a strong year for the stock market, right? Let's just pretend. Let's say that this year you happen to own some mutual funds that have done very well, or even some individual stocks. And normally what you would do is you would say, I'm going to sell some of this because I need to rebalance. You put some of that money into the donor advised funds. There's your rebalancing and there's your pool of money available for your donation, your charitable donations over the many, many years in front of you. So I think they're great. They're not for everybody. I love the way you're thinking. And I think you should really crunch the numbers on the conversion, but I love donor advised funds. So hope that helps. Heidi writes, in 2018 and 19, I contributed the maximum to my traditional IRA at Vanguard. The IRA now has a balance of around 30 grand. I later realized that the money I contributed was not deductible because our total income was over the income limit. What can I do now? Is there some way I can easily move the money into a Roth IRA that I already have at Vanguard? Not sure how all this works. Thanks for your help. Heidi, here's what you got to do. You have to recharacterize these contributions. That's number one. And then you may have to amend your tax returns. Oh, I'm sorry. I would talk to Vanguard directly. They'll talk to you about recharacterizing. And if you did your own taxes, um, you're going to have to maybe get some help. It's very easy actually to file an amended return when that's the only thing. But you're going to have to do it. And it stinks. If you have a tax provider or preparer or CPA, that might be the, the first call to make. All right. Christine says, I've had a fund for many years. It was changed last year into Invesco Global Growth. I just want out of these funds. I'm wondering, should I hold on for the highest net value or wait till they do year-end distribution? My gut feeling is I should just get out when I reach my... All right. You know what? Don't set a dollar goal. Get out now and move on. So if you're going to get out, get out and do your reallocation. Do not wait for some particular time. Now is your time. Everyone, if I say this one more time, I know you're going to like make yourself crazy. Please stop trying to time the market. Just do the things that are actually indicated for you. Don't wait for a magic number. Don't wait for a magic time. Just do it. Okay? Rich 
says, we are longtime podcast listeners. Your advice is illuminating and helpful. We're both 58. Oh, Rich and Ann. We're both 58 and have just sold two homes and now discount renting from family. Wow. Both of us work full-time planning on retirement in just four years. We are in a screaming high sellers only housing market right now and feel leery of buying a new home right away. That's great. Good for you. Chill out. What advice do you have in regards to investing 360 grand cash from our home sales for a one to two year timeline, whereas we will need the cash to buy, build our new forever home. We're debt free, retirement savings of $2.3 million and about 28 grand for a three to four months emergency, HSAs totaling 25 grand. Here's a boring answer. How about you do nothing? No, just kidding. It's not nothing, but it's go, you got to go to depositaccounts.com and you cannot possibly, please, please, please do not put that money at risk. Do not. One year is a short period of time, really. I, I think it's most imperative that you keep it safe. Depositaccounts.com. Build a little CD ladder. It's going to stink. Low interest. Who cares? The money will be there for you. John writes, many thanks and one of your best tips that helped me. Oh, okay. Let's go. Hi, Jill. I've listened and profited from your podcast for the last 10 years or so. Oh, isn't that nice? I've written to you a couple of times and received great advice. I'm writing now to thank you for your specific advice you actually gave to another person years ago that I benefited from. I thought of it when listening to your recent response to a 64-year-old woman who had to retire early and wanted to know what to do. You gave her excellent investment in social security advice, but you didn't mention the thing you said years earlier that helped me. That is, years ago, you included part-time work. And I had said, could you do something to say, make 15 grand a year? Hearing that as a light in the dark, I found a part-time job well below my previous salary and level of expertise. But as a result, I did not need to take money from my retirement savings and it has gained over the last 10 years. Wow. I also enjoyed working in that job. As a result, I'm now totally retired without any financial worries. I'd rate that part-time work tip among the best financial advice I'd ever received. Thank you, Jill, for the great objective advice you give to consumers like me, and particularly for your virus show that is helpful in so many ways. Oh, you're welcome. And you know what? I should say that more often. Thank you. That's a good prompt for me. So when I forget to do stuff like that, I love the whole part-time work thing. Really, it's the best. Barbara writes, hi, Jill and Mark. Love the show. You're part of the sanity. Thank you. Last year was rough. Lost my dad to cancer in November. Oh, my God. And had to put down our 16 and a half year old fur baby in December. And also lost my favorite uncle to cancer that month as well. Would you be so kind to add my dog to the pet page? I listen every day. I used Policy Genius this year. Saved me over $1,350. I've recommended it to friends. Looking forward to a better 2021. I miss civilization. Thank you, Barb in Denver. Okay. This is so cute. What kind of dog is that? Do you think Mark? Oh, that's so sweet. Well, Barb, thank you so much for your note. What a terrible loss to have all of those, you know, just having all of that at once is just uh, overwhelming. So I'm sorry about your dad and your uncle and your pup. We have, um, I think, put this up here. Have we not, Mark? Is it, is it, 
I'm, I'm going to the furry fan club on the website and I'm scrolling down and there I see beautiful Pashas right at the bottom there. So, hey, send us your photos. You'll see me with my two puppies in the top left corner of the furry fan club. And we are really grateful for, for all of you. And, and truly, this show does not exist without you. And Mark and I do it every day because it's our little way of saying thank you. And at a time when we all could use a little pat on the back, uh, we want to really express our gratitude for, for you and everything that you've done to help us create this podcast. So, as always, remember coming into the weekend here. So just remember, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and do me a favor. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. That's what we try to do with you. You do it to us. Let's do it together. All right. Jill on money. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.